your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Golden Knights is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. More about Built Bar later on the show. Welcome back everyone. I am Carlo. I am your new host for the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. You probably know me from my other podcast, the weekly nightly podcast that I've been doing for two and a half years. You also probably know me from Twitter. You can follow me at somedude88. That's at S-U-M-D-O-O-D-88 on Twitter. I'm just a fan like you guys, and I've been following the Golden Knights since the start of the team. I was there during the expansion draft. I was there during the announcement of the name. Everything Golden Knights I love. And I'm just here to talk about the Golden Knights and cover him and just have a chat with you. Also, I follow the Henderson Silver Knights. I've been following the minor league team for the Golden Knights since the time with the Chicago Wolves. But anyways, I do not like talking about myself, so let's transition to the Golden Knights. Today I'm going to talk about the weekend games against the St. Louis Blues and previewing the game tonight on Monday night against the Colorado Avalanche and what that entails and win or lose what the path to the playoffs is for the Golden Knights as Tonight's game is a very, very big deal. But first, let's talk about the St. Louis Blues weekend game. Because that's probably a preview of the first round matchup. It's still not for sure, but the likelihood of it being so is pretty high. The St. Louis Blues gave us a very, very good game on Friday night. The Golden Knights had to come back down two goals. And the resiliency of the Golden Knights really showed they have come back i think that was their sixth game coming down for a multi-goal deficit it shows how this team can win different ways the golden knights then goes on saturday and i think pretty handily just beat the st louis blues the blues barely had any opportunities and the only goal they scored on Saturday night's game was on that 4-on-4 when Shea Theodore carelessly turned over the puck behind the net. But other than that, the St. Louis barely had any shots on goal. They had only, I think there was eight shots on goal in two periods. But to the caveat, St. Louis were, was not playing for anything on Saturday night. So that could have gotten a lot to do with it. But at the same time, they were really playing really physical against the Golden Knights and the matchup was very heated and if it, if it's the matchup in the first round it could probably boil over to them. But the few takeaways I did take out from the weekend matchup is the play of Alex Petrangelo who has really turned it on lately. Petro against his former team was pretty spectacular especially on that Saturday night. He quietly had two assists. One of those was on the shorthanded goal uh, on Stevenson's shorthanded goal. He telegraphed the pass right on the neutral zone and just played it perfectly. He was asked during intermission about it, and he said he said that he 
they used to run it when he was in St. Louis. So he kind of knew it was coming, which was, I thought was pretty hilarious. It's pretty awesome that Petro is really starting to hit this stride right when we need him to. He He's playing great defensively. He's eating a lot of minutes and he's playing against the top lines on the other team. He's also finally getting points. But Petro was never really a point-per-game player, to be honest with you, if you look at his stats. I talked about this on social media and like as much as I can, where Petro is really just about a .6 point-per-game player in his career. He He's getting a lot of criticism saying that he hasn't really earned his $8.8 million contract, which I think, he, I think he's been fine. I don't think he has been spectacular. Yeah, maybe 8.8 .8 is a lot, but he's not also really bringing the team down. He's not an anchor by any means. Another player, though, that has turned it on recently is Riley Smith. He It's three straight games with a goal, and his point production this season has been pretty low, and now that he has a total, he has 14 goals now. He, this guy is a constant 20 goal scorer, and it's the thing. The thing about Riley Smith is his tra trajectory in his career, where he has a good year, then a bad year. I wouldn't say bad, but like an average year. He's a, he's a really great year, and then an average year. And this year is hit supposed to be his quote unquote average year. He now has 23 points in 51 games, which is a little low if you compare him to the other players on the Misfits line, where William Carlson has 38 and Jonathan Marcheseau has 42 points. But now that it's now that Riley Smith has really turned it on, that line has really, really shouldered a load, especially with the first line being crippled with Pacioretty out. Even though I think Stevenson and Mark Stone has been playing really good, even with Pacioretty out. But going back to Smith, I think he's been actually been pretty good, even without the point production. Because Riley Smith is more than just a point producer. He plays the full 200-foot game. He is a great penalty killer. But now with him actually scoring goals and putting up those points, it's just going to be a huge benefit for the Golden Knights. Especially if Marcheseau and Carlson continues to produce at their pace right now. Another storyline over the weekend, or the past week actually, is the emergence of Payton Krebs. Payton Krebs has played four games now on the NHL. Payton Krebs spent most of the year playing in WHL. He did play a few games in the AHL. And now that the WHL season is over... He got called up, surprisingly by a lot of people, to the big club. Peyton Krebs played his first game against Minnesota on Monday night. He ended the game with only about 9 minutes of ice time, which is about the same ice time as a fourth liner. But he, he kept getting more and more ice time until he got promoted to the first line, uh, playing left wing with... Stevenson and Mark Stone. Uh, with the absence of Pacioretty, that gave him room to do that. I thought Krebs played really well, to be honest with you, and it's 
really hard to take him off the lineup if you are looking at his play. He did get hurt on Saturday night Saturday night's game against St. Louis, and he didn't come back to the game, so we don't know what the status is yet for Peyton Krebs, but I thought he looked spectacular. He played with confidence, speed, and skill. With Peyton Krebs getting hurt during that second period, the Golden Knights was down to 10 forwards for the rest of the game. The Golden Knights dressed 11 forwards for four straight games, which is a bit concerning at the time, but they did win three of those four games. It is something to keep an eye on with our matchup against Colorado tonight, as I don't think we can get away with playing a man down against a team as good as Colorado. This whole cap gymnastics thing is just really asset and investment management. If only general manager Kelly McCrimmon have something to help him with that. Like Wealthfront, I know investing can be complicated, but whether you are a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. So this game against Colorado tonight has a lot of implications. If Vegas wins this game, they automatically win the West Division and the President's Trophy. But it is obviously a tall order as Colorado is one of the best teams in the league. Also, if Vegas loses, it's... Colorado actually doesn't clinch. They still need to beat LA twice to actually clinch the West Division. Vegas is actually 4-3 against Colorado, and all their games and matchups has been pretty even, to be honest with you. There was a blowout here and there, and I feel like both teams have blown out each other once. But every game has been very close. The biggest thing to keep an eye on this game is the health of Nathan McKinnon. He didn't play both games on the weekend against LA. They managed to beat LA both those games, and it's because, you know, it's LA. They're not a very good team. That's why I feel like Vegas needs to win this game because I don't really trust LA pulling it off the last two games in the season. Now, we don't know what the health is for Max Pacioretty, too. So both teams could be missing two of their best players. Nathan McKinnon is obviously, I feel like, a higher caliber than uh, than Max Pacioretty. But, but it's still a big loss for both teams. Now, we all know how Colorado plays and how they match up against Vegas. Colorado is a very fast very skilled team and they probably have one of the best if not the best defenseman in the league right now in Makar. Also the last game that Vegas and Colorado played, Colorado had a few key players missing like Rantanen and Donskoy. 
Uh, if you remember, that was the time when Colorado just got out of their COVID, uh, their second COVID outbreak, and they had to pause the season and and had to recover from that. So that last game when Vegas won, I thought handedly against Colorado, it's not a very good barometer in how this matchup will be. I think this game tonight is going to be much, much closer than what it was, I believe it was two weeks ago. Colorado also didn't have Grubauer in net that game and had Dubnik, which he, I don't think Dubnik is the best goalie out there. And is a below average goalie. And you can tell too, because I think Dubnik let in a few really easy ones in that game. Speaking of goalies, if Vegas continues their rotation of Fleury and Leonard, Leonard will actually play his first games against Colorado tomorrow if they continue the rotation. Now, Leonard has been very shaky lately too, which is a little bit concerning, especially with how important this game is. Now, I'm a huge Leonard supporter, and I believe he can bounce back from his shaky games, but... I also won't be opposed to starting Flurry with it because of how good Flurry is this year. He's been fantastic, and I think he will be a Vesna finalist if not win it. But it's really hard with Vasilevsky. How good Vasilevsky is playing over there in Tampa Bay. We'll just see how Pete sees this situation where you go with a hot goalie or you go with your gut and trust, keep your trust on the goalie that actually won the job last year in the bubble and we've seen Leonard play really well too it's he Leonard's not bad the whole season he's just been had a bad stretch I personally would start flurry but there's a reason why I'm not an NHL coach another thing that Vegas needs to address is the performance of the bottom six well Lately, the bottom five, as I talked earlier, when they only dressed 11 skaters. But the scoring has really died down in the bottom six since Wah and Noshik uh, was hurt. Now, Wah has returned, and Noshik was really the driving force of that scoring in the bottom line for a while. I don't know what the health situation is for Peyton Krebs, but he has been promoted to the first line if patch ready is not there and then Yanmark also would be a huge help in that bottom six alex stock cannot do carry the bottom six all by himself we also don't know if what the status is for ryan reeves he has skated with the main team during practice and he could be he could return as soon as tomorrow to be honest with you he is eligible to come out of ltir i don't know how the cap situation is to fit him in the and to, and to fit him in there but he's getting close Vegas needs to get healthy soon as the playoffs get, uh, is going to get started but uh, they can call up like I said they can call up Yurko and Sakura again once the playoff starts just to fill in all forward spots all th- 12 forward spots eventually now, as I'm recording this, like I said, I don't know what the health situation is for any of the players. But maybe as you're listening to this right now, we know if Krebs is healthy or if Pacioretty is healthy or Reeves is healthy. Or maybe they already called up Sakura or Yurko 
to fill in for those spots. But this is going to be, I expect this game to be physical and have a playoff atmosphere. Maybe we'll actually see these guys in a month or so in the second round, but this is probably the biggest game, biggest regular season game that the Golden Knights have played in their history. And I actually like the fact that Vegas is playing all these really tough teams at the end of the season to get them prepared for the playoffs. Because the past four games against the Wild and the Blues have that playoff feel. And it's great to get them prepared for that. It's also, I think it's nice to have a little buffer against San Jose at the end there to give them the kind of kind of a... Uh, there's a term for it that I can't think of, but it's it's an exhibition game that get, it gives them warm-up. No offense to San Jose, but I'll talk about that in a future episode, that matchup in the future episode. But this is getting exciting. We're getting close to the end of the regular season, and it's going to be very, very, very exciting. Who we play in the first round of the season is yet to be determined, but whatever it is, the matchup is going to be delicious. Just as delicious as Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including occasional limited flavors? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Coconut, almonds, raspberry, and my personal favorite, salted caramel. If you haven't tried any of the flavors, you can get the mixed box when you order. There's two of each of the nine flavors in the box. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. A couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein and just 180 calories and just 5 grams of sugar. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet in all sports action. Baseball season is in full swing so you can track all the actions at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, and this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus or your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code locked on. Anyway, the Colorado and Golden Knights game tonight has a lot of uh, implications. If Vegas wins, they win the President's Trophy in the West, like I said before, and they will guarantee a matchup with the St. Louis Blues in the playoffs. If the Golden Knights do lose, uh, let's hope that doesn't happen, the Colorado Avalanche controls the destiny of both teams. If Colorado wins both games against LA, they will win the division. If they lose one and Vegas wins the game against San Jose, Vegas still wins the division. The President's Trophy also 
involves the Carolina Hurricanes uh, if Vegas lose. But like I said, if Vegas wins, they wrap up everything. Western Division and the President's Trophy. Now, a lot of people in social media and other platforms do not want to get the President's Trophy because of the quote-unquote curse that it brings. See, I think it's a little bit overblown. The little whole curse thing is a little bit overblown. It's As recently as 2012, the President's Trophy winner has won, also won the Stanley Cup. How I see it is we either play the St. Louis Blues and get the President's Trophy or play the Minnesota Wild. I much prefer to play the St. Louis Blues in the first round of the playoffs. No, not to take away from the St. Louis Blues, but the Wild just has Vegas's number. They have the only winning record in the division against Vegas. Right now, Colorado could tie that up, but Minnesota seems to give Vegas a hard, hard time. While Vegas against St. Louis is on the... Judging by the games this season, mm-hmm. Vegas seems to play the St. Louis Blues much harder than they do play against the Minnesota Wild. So that's why I actually do want the St. Louis Blues in the first round. Another benefit of getting the President's Trophy and winning tomorrow is Vegas could wrap up home ice advantage the whole playoffs. That's including the third and the Stanley Cup Finals. The third round in the Stanley Cup Finals, I mean. But, like I said, they need to finish their business against Colorado tomorrow, which is not an easy task. I also think the players really want to beat Colorado tomorrow, and I don't think they really are thinking much about the President's Trophy. I think the President's Trophy is just an addition to this run they have. I know I they just want to have home ice advantage to the whole playoffs, especially with the crowd currently right now in T-Mobile Arena. They're at 50% capacity and it'll probably grow during the playoffs, which means the home ice advantage is even more advantageous for the Golden Knights because the crowd in T-Mobile Arena is one of the best in the league. There's no arguing that. So for those people who think the president do not get the president's trophy, I think that the pros of getting home ice throughout the playoffs, getting the better matchup in the in the first round much outweighs this quote-unquote curse that they're that they're saying. Of course, that anything can happen in the playoffs, and if, knock on wood, Vegas loses to the St. Louis Blues, they're going to blame the curse, quote-unquote. But I just don't believe that. Uh, me, personally. You can at me on Twitter all you want. You can do that, but that's just what I think. Um, but other than that, it's going to be so exciting for the game tonight uh hopefully the crowd will pump it up it's also i just thought about this just now it's also going to be really amazing for the golden knights to win the president's trophy in front of the crowd in t-mobile arena that's another another amazing thing to to accomplish for this young franchise so let's see what happens tonight and Hopefully, I come back tomorrow talking about the Golden Knights win and probably talk about the playoff preview 
and actually the game against the San Jose Shark, which hopefully is a mini meaningless game on Wednesday. But other than that, like I said, tomorrow I'll come back, recap the game against Colorado and what the effects are in that result. And also I'm going to talk about the Henderson Silver Knights, who are also going to play their own playoff series soon, as the AHL has announced that the Pacific Division in the AHL is going to have a playoff. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to explain how it works and who the key players are in Henderson Silver Knights. So keep an eye out for that tomorrow, and I'll see you then. Thanks.